Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, I'm Zach, and one day I'm going to make movies, but right now I'm young, dumb, and not nearly as good-looking as my co-hosts. So with the help of... I'm Matthew. I'm Rodrigo. I'm Steven. I'm going to learn what makes a movie great by watching all the classics I've skipped over. So pop the corn and turn your cell phone to silent, because it's time for a new episode of Zach on Film. John Wayne, blah, 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 cowboys, blah, 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 bang, 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 attractive lady, yada, 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 Rio Bravo, this week on Zach on Film. <laughs> hmm, a bit of a, a bit of an opinion, a, a little bit of a bias on that. Oh, intro. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot to put Woody joke. Dang it! There's, I usually try to put a Woody joke in there. Oh, okay. I, uh, I can teach Dang. you no more, my son. Go <laughs> forth. So, uh, real Bravo, 1959, uh, Howard Hawks, John Wayne uh, joint. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not we've a joint. T- uh, we've talked about this. It. We've talked about this uh, last week on Zach on film. And yeah, briefly. This is the only briefly. reason we're watching this is because this is John Wayne and Howard Hawks' response to High Noon, which they right. thought was a uh, un-American movie, mm-hmm. and that they were going to tell the same tale. Right. But the way. right way. The right way. This is, this is something that does happen in film and literature, and actually in a lot of art. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody goes in and they see a piece, whether that's uh, a uh, statue or a film or a TV show, and they say to themselves... I can do this better, or right. this wasn't done the right way, right. Mm-hmm. and then they take it upon themselves to do it right. Some, yeah, sometimes though, in in some of those cases, it's just like, oh, how can I make money off this Hobbit craze, and so I'm going to create my own little Hobbit War mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. rip off movie kind of thing. Or, yes. and then there are some people that are like, hey, Die Hard made some money, we can make Die Hard our, right, our right. way and do it better. We could just do it with different characters but like die hard on a boat with these with the same yeah, ideas or, yeah 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 but i don't think that they go in and say moralistically we're going to make this movie because that other movie was un-american so we're oh, going to do it we're going to do it this does way. happen you think so oh, oh absolutely oh, i think that does happen absolutely like what give me an example uh, i can't think of any okay. right now but right. but if i think of one i'll, okay. I'll, I'll definitely I'll please do that and didn't mean to dump that on you right sure, there sure. because I mean, well, that's, I, brought, that's the, I brought it up, so I should have probably thought about it. <laughs> but that is, but that's kind of the, this case here where, and I really was going to because, you know, contrary to popular belief, growing up, I actually did like reading Playboy for the interviews and the articles. Mm-hmm. They had some great stuff. In They're the, not in mutually exclusive. You can also like naked ladies. I also mm-hmm. like naked ladies, but I did enjoy <laughs> it. more often than not. I would find myself reading the articles in the, in, in the Playboy, and I was going to look uh, and see if they had a Kindle version. At one point, Playboy collected like. Um, all their uh, top 20 questions they did they had a, a feature called 20 questions where they sit down with someone who's famous and they basically ask them 20 questions and expand on this mm-hmm. it was a I believe it was a, a 79 article in Playboy where they were interviewing John Wayne maybe not 79 uh, where he basically went and said this was an un-American movie and this is why we did this and, mm-hmm. and I wanted to see if I could find the actual quote oh. uh, from that from the Playboy magazine and I know at one point they did collect all their interviews and they have several volumes of those and if you're into interviews and readings and that kind of stuff I would suggest doing that because it's they are some really in-depth and great, not your dry Time Magazine, Newsweek type sure. interviews, but really kind of 
well thought out questions and answers in cool. that stuff. But that apparently is where this where this came from. And, and it's and it is on record that John Wayne was saying, hey, I wanted to run the the director uh, out of Hollywood on a rail mm-hmm. uh, during the, the who act that we were talking about last week. So then we get to Rio Bravo. Yeah. Man, remember how I said the searchers, how it made me hate Westerns all over again? Yeah. Rio Bravo yeah. just no, reinforced no, no, no. that idea. Uh, Yeah, not to this movie. I hated worse than any movie we've made that we've had, We've watched mainly because this has a hundred percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I know that's crazy, right? Mm-hmm. And I can't wrap my mind around it. Well, here's the thing. So <laughs> a couple of weeks ago when we did uh, High Noon, uh, someone on Twitter said, thank God, major spoilers and other people on the on the podcast uh, had their dislike for uh, the searchers. Right. Because of its racist, misogynistic attitudes. Yeah. In that movie. And then this week, as we were preparing for this episode, I said, Ugh, I got to watch Rio Bravo for Zach on film, the things I do for for our yeah, yeah. And somebody said, hey. I love Rio Bravo. It was a great memory that I had of watching that show with my grandfather. Which is what I said when we watched The Searchers. Yeah. And I think that's a, you know, I think that I like this movie because it has fond memories of X, I think is a valid reason for liking a movie. Sure. Right? I mean, I think the reason why I like The Rockford Files so much and um, to a lesser extent, Quincy Jones, MD, and what was another 70-ish type Detective show. Quincy. Quincy. Quincy M.E. Quincy M.E. Medical. Not Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones Jones, M.D. Uh, Musical. uh, Soul Train. Soul Train. Uh, Because I have fond memories. No, not Magnum. That'd been the 80s. I had very fond memories of summer nights when my parents would go out to do, you know, their date night of being dumped off at my grandparents' house and them having the windows open. Breeze flowing in, they turn off the living room lights and they turn on TV and we would watch the Rockford Files and I would lay there as a young child Mm -hmm. and just kind of watch that with them and have these very fond memories of that experience with my grandparents. And I think that for people that like Rio Bravo or the searchers of those kind of movies because their grandfather liked it or they watched it with their dad in the case of the searchers Mm -hmm. and you like it because of those fond memories, I think that's valid. I think that's a valid reason for liking a movie. However... If you just look at the content of the movie <laughs> itself. Right. I mean, it's and, off, and a lot of those movies are coming from when I was eight. And I'm sure that the commenter on Twitter was probably young yeah. when they watched the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so the movie, the liking of the movie is has nothing to do with the movie. It's just the fact that they were with family members and right. that was a great bonding well, experience. But here's the thing. This is the westernest western that oh, ever did. This western. movie is so far up its own butt. It is terrifying. <laughs> but it's and that's the thing. It. Howard Howard it's, Hawks is a, is a good director and John yeah. Wayne is, is is charismatic and things happen in this movie that I like. There is nothing about this movie that isn't just so western. I mean, I've never seen this one before. I don't know. This has but a this is every First 10 this is minutes. every Western I, I know my grandfather ever watched. The, the first 10 or 15 minutes of the movie is nothing but a ridiculous pantomime. Yeah, that was nuts. <sighs> I couldn't and wrap my mind around it. Like, is there something wrong with my download? Why is no one saying anything? A man just was shot. No one yelled. No yeah. one said anything. Someone no was punched, like, don't. You know, Dean Martin punched John Wayne <laughs> in the face with a, with a club. And nothing was said. Not an oof. Not a uh. 
It is. It is just. Such it's just a, this weird pantomime. Such, such an eerie thematic choice. <laughs> it's I sure mean, it is. Yeah. yeah, just like and and here's the thing: if if it had been shot differently, it would work. Like if it had somehow been shot mm-hmm. from the point of view of like a child peeking through the bar window. Yes. Or like if it had been played as a memory, yes, or something like that. Like there are ways that that would have worked, but the fact that you know the camera <laughs> is at the same level that it—oh, I'm sorry—that it will be for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Everything looks exactly the same. All the characters that we're going to interact with later and hear speak later mm-hmm. are there, um, and then like it just—it almost felt like it almost felt like when we watched um, uh, Sharks in the Jets. Um, West Side, West Side Story. Story, where you know there's this Story. weird yeah, dance no, at the beginning did, and no did. one talks before the music well, actually, before they actually start singing. It's just this weird. It reminded it reminded me of the again lost episode yeah, the, yeah. the Broadway the melodies yeah. section of mm-hmm. Singing in the Rain mm-hmm. because that's yeah. like. That that is how they tell the story, right? He goes, "I gotta dance," but that's like the only lyrics in the in the in the in that section. Is like everything else is just pantomime, and that's what it felt like. Out like as I was watching this, my thought was like, "Is this going to be a musical?" <laughs> because I, having seen uh, Ricky Nelson mm-hmm. in in the cover mm-hmm. art right. of it, I was like, right. "Oh, maybe this whole thing is actually going to be a musical." Which, again, knowing what I knew about this being a response to High Noon, I was like, "No, that is, is going to be a musical." <laughs> that is such a yeah. weird way to do it. <laughs> Something else about this that I've been thinking about is at work, we have uh, we have to have the television on because if something comes on that has an, a local news or, or yeah, weather alert, we have to yeah. see it. But we, we have to find a channel that people can agree on. And so I and, and the grandmas often spend the afternoon watching two episodes of Gunsmoke and two episodes of Bonanza. Rio Bravo is the template for all of the TV westerns oh, yeah, from yeah. when Stephen and I were kids, your bonanzas, your gun smokes, your your big valleys, your even to some degree your your kung fu are all set in this town, and you know Matt Dillon is basically Jack T. John T. John, how you doing, John T. By the way, if one more person said John T., I was literally going <laughs> to dig out my own fillings with a spoon and start <laughs> spitting them at people. It is, because I, it is, geez, it is a weird, weird way to flirt, right? Uh, also, like, um, <laughs> what's your middle name, Rodrigo? What's your middle initial? D. D. So it'd be like, hey, Rodrigo. Hey, D. Rodrigo D. How which you is, doing? You know, sometimes I do go by hey, Rodrigo, Rodrigo D. Lopez D. because there's a thousand. Right, right. But uh-huh. I'm just saying for someone like to call every, you formally in a yes. very flirtatious way. Right. Hey, Rodrigo D. It's, or, it's also weird, and, yeah. <laughs> and it's it's probably again because of because English is not my first language, and and I might not detect the pronunciation difference. But there's a word that's just jaunty. Right? Oh, like, sure. Yeah. Like somebody like has a jaunty ch- chapeau yeah, 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 or yeah. something like that, which yeah. is like, boop, 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 boop. so I just like, for I swear the first three times that she said it, I thought she was just calling him jaunty. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, it's just such a jaunty. weird nickname yeah. to have for someone. It's like a cat. First, well, it's like she's like being, a cat's I mean, name. She's, she's teasing, she's teasing him in a yeah, very yeah. flirtatious yeah, way. It's really like, weird. It's very, their relationship very weird. felt. Yeah. Forced? Like I was watching, well, yeah, like and, I was course, watching yeah. grown-up junior age, high kids. And I don't know what the yeah. actual age difference was between John Wayne and um, uh, Angie Dickinson at this point in the movie. But he's much older. She's much well, younger. In, she's 20 In something. character, in, it's yeah, probably she's at least 15 or 20 years. She's like 22. He was yeah. born in 1907. 
Yeah. He was good born Lord. in 1907. She was born in 1931. So it's a good quarter of a century. Yeah. So yeah. again, even making a parallel between high noon, the sheriff mm-hmm. is much mm-hmm. older than the woman he is falling in love with. Oh, sure. But they yeah. have a very different relationship where she is. She is this gambler felon uh, <laughs> yeah. woman in 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 trouble uh, contrasted yeah. to the religious moral uh, no fighting or I'm going to leave you. Like, oh, yeah. Right. Kelly character I mean, that we saw and, in High Noon. And the the business owner, the hotel owner of yeah. a different race. It's like, well, in yeah. oh God, this movie sucked. <laughs> I hate this movie so yeah. much. I like I like this. Little, is, this like, is the thing. My like, God. <laughs> other characters leave and he's still there talking to himself in Spanish. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was so I, like, annoying. I was, I was I really figure, waiting that, for, for somebody with like a like. I guess for this, it would be like a sopapilla to like yeah, yeah, yeah. slap yes. it in his face right. and go. Wah, wah, That's what it was. But like with a trumpet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, people speak a different language. <laughs> it must be funny. I know, right? <laughs> it was. But you know what makes it, it so even, much worse? I, I couldn't figure out if he's supposed to be there for comedy relief. I mean, he's That's obviously a for a comedy, it's comedy relief. A little bit. But he yeah, actually he's, serves he's some kind of so, purpose so, in the story. I mean, it's OK. So if you look at High Noon. And Rio Bravo, and you start drawing parallels between the characters. Yeah, which you can, which you is can what start, we're doing. You can start to see mm-hmm. like some of these deliberate choices, right? So, for example, you have your main character, yeah, who instead of running around asking for help, is like actively patrolling the streets with sure. his cool friend, and he's like, yeah, right. "Hey, cool and friend, he's actually, look out over instead there." Instead of asking, yeah. instead of asking people to come help him, like we see in High Noon, right. He's telling people, John Wayne is telling stay people, away. "Stay away! I don't want yeah, you yeah, help yeah. because right. you're going to get in trouble I don't because I don't need help. anyone." I'm super white yeah. and awesome. I'm right. I'm super right. so, super sure. Um, if you I'm the if you sheriff take, and your help is not needed. If you take the highly complex and progressive and interesting character <laughs> of the um, Mexican shop owner, right? From uh, Those are, I forget from High Noon, Ramirez, I yeah, Mrs. Ramirez, or yeah. something like that. Mrs. Ramirez, yeah. Um, and what does that get translated into is like, well, he's a hotel owner. <laughs> so here's this, well, character. He here's this character who has a lot of power over a lot of yes. people, mm-hmm. uh-huh. right? But then when you bring it over to the other side, he's this par- character who is actively subservient yes. to the main mm-hmm. character. Right. He does whatever the main character yeah. tells him to do. Right. He is basically powerless to protect himself and his and family. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and usually does it. In a way that John Wayne is unhappy with, right. like, oh, then, you didn't yeah. wake me up. And what were you doing? And he's like, and he's like downright stupid about it, right? Yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. oh, are you gonna go tell her that she's a fool? Yeah, he's like, like who who does that, right? <laughs> yeah. So again, here's yeah. this character. Like, this is clearly like uh, these guys looking at this movie and saying, wow, that dark lady has. A lot of power. Yeah, that's yeah. not right. Let's 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 turn him into a ridiculous shop owner, like a yeah. ridiculous mm-hmm. right. hotel owner, and who's impacted by his wife and too. That, and yeah. his wife is very, you know, telling what to do. He's like, well, yeah, yeah, and it's right. like, but yeah. she's also dumb and useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and that's the point. I think if we had watched this just as a movie, I think it would have been no more or less abhorrent than the searchers. I mean, some of the similar stuff. In fact, I'd say probably less than than the searchers. Searchers, Sure. Uh, But if you look at uh, it as, I don't know. I enjoyed high noon. mm -hmm. I really like high noon. I think high noon is an excellent film. Looking at this and saying, this is a response to high noon is literally like somebody, you know, going and saying, you know, what would make 
the entire Strawberry Fields album better, some fart noises, <laughs> and re-recording, re-recording every song on kazoo and, and banjo with fart noises and going, here's my version uh, of the Beatles' excellent album. And I think... Well, but but see that's okay. that's the thing though. So Ugh. Howard Hawks comes into this saying, "High Noon is not a good album." You just said the Beatles' excellent album. Uh, Howard Hawks and John Wayne are coming in saying that High Noon movie is a terrible movie. <laughs> we're going to do this right. So your fart noise okay. and ukuleles would be like, "Oh, the Beatles didn't know what they were doing." You know what? You know what Lucy in the Sky yeah. needs? It needs a. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's true. you know, that's what it. That's what I mean. That, that's how ridiculous yes. this is now. Which one is the most offensive? Uh, gosh, I have to really think about that because I was really, 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 really put off by the searchers a long time, uh, you know, a long time ago, decades ago. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate what Ford is doing from the aesthetics yes. of, of the tale. Yeah. Right. I it's mean, a pretty movie. It's a very pretty mm-hmm. movie and it's shot in that widescreen. It's very pretty. God, that those that Native American has such a blue eye. <laughs> <laughs> then when we get to this one, it is. You know, they shot it on location over summer. Boring. But are there any close ups in this movie? No, there, there's like there's four like close ups in the there's like four close ups in the movie. Um, and it's Howard literally Hawks, just all dirty. Hawks did that specifically. We see the gun at the beginning uh, with the with the uh, shooting the guy. We see the close up of the beer with the blood dripping into it. Um, there's another there. There are two more. And I think it's the during the singing uh, portions. You see uh, Stumpy. Uh, with his uh, with his close up, and then you see uh, Ricky Nelson with his his close up, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's really all there is in the piece. Everything else is shot all at the same level, all at the right, same. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. No. There's, I mean, even the lighting, yes, is not motivated. The lighting in this piece, there's is a whole lot of blue kick, a lot of blue <laughs> kicker in this. Which you know, I do like some blue kicker light, <laughs> sure. but I mean, it's like I was watching. It's like I you're forget, in a hotel room. Where is this blue light coming from? Because we've we've really forgotten to do this. Take a moment to explain what that is. Oh, okay. Uh, Kicker light. Okay. So uh, when we're doing uh, traditional lighting, uh, your principal source of illumination is called the key light. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is what is, you know, and ideally all lighting should be motivated. So, Mm -hmm. for example, you're sitting down right now listening to this episode and you've got your you're laying in bed and you've got hello laying in bed. Uh, You've got your 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 uh, side light on your reading light on Mm -hmm. that is illuminating the room. That would be your key light. Now, some of that light maybe bouncing across the room, off the wall, and coming back at you. And it's not going to be as intense as your key light, but mm-hmm. it's helping some of those shadows not be as dark. That's called a fill light. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the purpose of fill light is to lessen the shadows. And depending on what type of movie you're doing, if you're doing something that's very film noir, which we've talked about many times, your fill light is not as intense. You're right. going to have a lot of contrast between one side of the person's face and the yeah, other. Yeah, think like uh, Godfather and yes. the Maltese Falcon. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, if you think of yeah. a, a three-camera co- three comedy, mm-hmm. that is something that has a very uh, low contrast range between right. key light and fill light. So everything looks bright and happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have very many shadows. So the kicker light or the rim light is a light that's supposed to accent the outline of something and help separate it from the, bed, uh, from the background. Mm-hmm. So again, you're in the bedroom and you're standing up. Um, and if we were shooting that with just the... Uh, bedside lamp um it would probably look very flat because you would kind of be blending into the background which is also dark the back Mm -hmm. of your head is dark uh the background is dark you'd probably be very flat and 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 not have a lot of separation but if you have a bedroom window and it happens Mm -hmm. to be a full moon the moonlight is going to come in and it's going to look very blue (laughs) and it's going to 
create this rim of light around your your shoulder and head and help create that separation between right. you and the background. Right. So that's what a, a rim light is or a kicker light, uh, uh, you know, a couple of different terms you can use mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's to provide separation. And ideally, it should be motivated. Sure. But it's mm-hmm. like almost every single scene has a very orange key light. Mm-hmm. And no matter where they're sitting, they've got a blue rim right. light, blue kicker. Right. And it's really, really apparent. And maybe it's because this was shot in Technicolor. In the hotel. In the hotel, yes. <laughs> but, I mean, people's hair look yes. blue. I mean, like blue, blue. And it's not just because of the kicker no. light. I mean, it's just the light hitting their their jet black hair. And suddenly it's like, why do you got blue hair? No, well, it that's, looks that's like because, old comics. That's, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Yes, that's because Ricky Nelson is actually a Kryptonian. <laughs> yes, yes. So he's got, that's, that's why he yeah. looks the way he does. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're exactly right, Zach. If you see old comics where black haired people are actually blue, have hair, blue hair, it looks exactly the yes. same way. Man, I <laughs> well, that's so that was like a fundamental problem with this movie. It's so we've like, already talked about two technical things. Let's yeah, let's re let's do High Noon the right way. And, <laughs> yes, and their idea of the right way was super super western movie. Yes, all yep. based on story and none of the they didn't like remake. No, it's it, not like there's no, character development. No, there's right? no character development, but there's no production value really at all in this freaking film. I yeah. mean, there's some because they're like on horses well, and crap, but like the technical aspects of this film are not there because that wasn't the shots. point. You've well, got some that, dolly shots, but, but that's the I thing mean, is there is clearly there is money in this film, right? Yeah, there sure. has been money put into this film, but and again, you get into things like this, like can, can you really say this? But there's very little artistry that's been put into yes. this film. Mm-hmm. Right, they and were that, they got they focused on the script mm-hmm. of this uh, floppy hat Superman, <laughs> yeah. Um, to and and then just said, okay, director of photography, gaffer, mm-hmm. um, and by the and, numbers, and everybody else by yep. the numbers, absolutely one hundred percent by the numbers. Yeah, yeah. and it's, yep. I mean, and I, I think the here, okay, so the story is. For those of you that don't know the story, because we're now 30 minutes into this episode, we probably can't tell you what this story is about. I mean, it's high noon, but it's an hour and a half longer. Right. Or an hour longer. Well, so in the case of high noon, the bad guy's getting out of jail and he's coming for the sheriff. Right. In Rio right. Bravo, there's been an altercation at the bar. The guy has been thrown into jail, but he also happens to be the 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 brother of the land baron who is somewhat uh, mustache twisty. Right. Yes. Uh, nefarious. Pretty crooked. Pretty mm-hmm. very crooked. <laughs> and has put a hit out on anybody who's helping the sheriff until they can get the brother out of jail before the marshals come in six days. Yeah. And so basically it is a standoff uh, with the town against whoever the bad guy is sending after them. And he's only like in two scenes in the whole movie sure. where, oh, he's so doing, he's right. where he's doing so, yeah. his uh, whip twisting but instead of mustache. The, twisting. the basic, the basic points that are, that they're following is uh, that, that uh, Rio Bravo has and that is, is getting from high noon is uh, there's a sheriff who's a central figure. Yeah. He, there are bad guys coming to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to dispatch them before, and the the marshal, yeah, gets yeah. Here, mm-hmm. or like this new, other right, authority sure. figure yeah, yeah. comes in to take, basically to take over, right? right. So in in a real Bravo, he's not going to hand over the job, but he is going to hand over the prisoner, right, the prisoner. Um, in High Noon, he's just handing over the job because there is no prisoner, right? Right. A lady almost leaves but doesn't. <laughs> right. Yes. You know, and I'm I trying think to think. It, it, so, if I were to improve this movie, just oh. uh, first of all, it's two and a half hours long. 
There yes, are two there are two musical numbers. There are two musical numbers in this western. There's yes. one where James. So where, uh, are you telling uh, me that in order to improve it, you would have added four more and no. in a musical? I would have taken out the two musical numbers, which are back to back. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's uh, what's his name, uh, Dean, and then Nelson, uh, each singing their own song with Stumpy singing along. Right. Cut Those out. two would have cut out, and that would have taken don't out. You, that would have literally that, fella, that would have literally taken out ten minutes out of the movie, and it, then take out that ridiculous pantomime at the beginning. And that would have taken yes. out another 15 and then, minutes, and there's 30 minutes of your and, movie. And then you take out the time uh, where Dude yes. was hogtied. Yes. That served no purpose. Right. He gets he gets taken again. I don't understand well, why there had to be a second one. I, I, that, there's a whole sequence there where it's like, it's like Dude loses his gumption right of, sure you know right. like his his joie de vivre or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. um, i like gumption it's more fitting for the looks to me like he lost his joie de vivre <laughs> so um <laughs> so uh, it's weird because this movie is so plot driven mm-hmm. but all of a sudden they have this episodic segment oh, right gosh. Yes. so in the searchers this is the sort of thing that would have perfectly fit in the searchers yes. because the searchers mm-hmm. is you know like starts and ends more or less in the same place right and then seventeen thousand vignettes in the middle right. so in that sort of movie uh dude gets taken in and loses his like it starts drinking again and then eventually he stops drinking and he's back with the group mm-hmm. would have fit right in but in this it does feel very again it's all of a sudden it's like you're watching a different movie yeah yeah, yeah. And 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 the yeah. weird thing is, if you're looking for character development, and people were like, uh, "Well, you know, um, dude's character has this huge change because he's coming off of alcoholism and going through the DTs and everything." It's like, yeah, but if you watch, there's a point where he's sworn off drinking, and yet the first time he goes into a bar, he actually is is drinking uh, some beer, and then uh, like literally five minutes later, he sees another beer there, and he's kind of like, "Oh, do I do I go back to the evil drink?" And he's like, "No, I can't go back to the drink," but it's like. Literally just a, you know, just mm-hmm. five minutes before you were drinking something in the same location. And it, so, I, yes, his alcoholism, that part of the story <laughs> is maybe somewhat interesting, but it's it's very one of the things trope. that I, it, it one just of the follows that, the pattern. One of the things that I really did like about this movie is the fact that the incredible dead shot isn't the main character. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not mm. the the sheriff. Right. He's actually yeah. this other person person right like it's weirdly this is one of those rare movies where you have a luke skywalker and a han solo mm-hmm. usually in mm-hmm. most movies they're just uh captain lone star right, right? right, right. yeah yeah matthew find some something that's good about this movie besides Angie Angie Dickinson Dickinson. in her underwear <laughs> yeah and, and even that Dickinson even that is forced underwear. because she's like uh, you know, yeah, you've, got the, you've got the bad Mexican uh, <sighs> woman coming out going, oh, you got to go in. She's uh, all sexy or whatever times. And she goes in and that, that that's another scene that could have just been cut out because she's like, well, I'm going to go downstairs and dance in my underwear because I'm working here now. And unless you don't want me to, John T. Yeah. And I know you don't want me to. And right. it's like, well, I didn't say either way. And it's just this long drawn out thing for no was... other reason to put her There's... in yes. some, uh, you know, a full body suit and stockings. That was a 10 minute scene. Yeah. Could have been taken out. Well, it, it was it, it was, was a ten minute sitting there and singing. The movie, scene. their their response yeah. to what they classified was an un-American movie was to make this huge dude shoot 'em up movie, and it ended well, with and ten minutes of a girl in underwear. Well, and that's 
Well, and it, I guess it's nuts. It, but, but here's that's, that's the, the thing. That's the beautiful that thing. That is one of the things going into this movie. That they were going to make the shootiest <sighs> of shooting westerns, oh and I think that's actually one of the reviews somewhere. If you read for it, is like this is the most shootiest of westerns ever made. And yep. well, of course, that was you know nineteen. Yeah. Well, sure, sure, sure. Even, but even at, at that point, point, even at that point, it's like there well, was none. And, so what is really, what is? So let me ask you this: What when you think of a western? What do you think of? Don't I mean just put everything out of your mind? Yeah, what, yeah, yeah. what do you think of a western? What does it stand for, and what does it represent? Oh gosh, um, just like dudes broing out. Okay, what is this movie about? <laughs> uh, I mean, kind of dudes no, broing. No, it's, it's not, not kind really. Of. It is dudes broing out. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Westerns are this masculine. Yeah man yep. hero man hunk kind of thing yeah with the woman at the feet worshiping the hero mm-hmm, that mm-hmm, came and rescued mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. high noon isn't that way because no, his no. wife is totally no you're not doing this well that's no one wants to be uh uh, uh the sheriff's, the sheriff's bro they don't want to be his friend yeah, nobody the, wants to be the, his the bro. problem with that's a great way to put it <laughs> nobody high noon no <laughs> one's your bro the but problem with movie, them trying to fix high noon with this movie is that they assumed high noon was trying to be a Western. And in my mind, High Noon is not trying to be a no. Western. They just have a story they want to tell, and they just set it setting in that in setting. We- in that Western setting, yeah. John yeah, Wayne sure. makes but, Westerns. Yeah. And what is he? Is John not- Wayne is this ideal... He is an ideal representation of what a quote-unquote man should be. Yes. Right? And so if you actually, it has to be the broiest of bro dude movies. <laughs> that's why the guy's name is Dude. Right? It, yeah. The that's guy's right, name yeah. is this Dude. Movie. And then the and then the, and the guy, other guy's name is Jaunty. And then they said, "How you like them apples?" At the end. <laughs> <laughs> but but yes. this movie is kind of it. It reminds me of the Searchers in that in the Searchers you have all those shots of the big beautiful rocks, and in this John Wayne is like, "We ain't got no rocks, so I'm just gonna sit here <laughs> like this. I'll be the rock pilgrim." Here's what's here's, fascinating oh. to me is how how many people whose opinions I respect on movies. Like Roger Ebert, want to tell me that this is a perfect, me. a wonderful, amazing, perfect movie, and I just, I, I, I just don't get it. I, I hate this I movie. Finished this movie, and so I always go read Ebert's reviews. And I said this will be a two star movie, and it had a great movie on top. I go, like, oh, oh Ebert. So let, me, yeah. let me ask you this. Yes, and and Ebert, you know, he sees a lot of movies, and he's changed his mind yeah. over the years. Um, sure, I don't think he, this is like his original review of yeah. it. Um, here's the thing. We've been focusing a lot on themes, representations of characters, these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. If I had just thrown Rio Bravo, which is not on the list, we're only doing this because it is the reaction to, if I had thrown Rio Bravo in as one of the very first movies, do you think you would have as liked it as much as you would have a year and a half later when we've gone through all of these movies, we talked about themes, we talked about representations of characters, we've talked about the technology, and now you're finally um, to this point where you're critically an- analyzing this movie and saying, oh, so you're talking from the, the critical analysis standpoint, this movie is not So you're good. talking the beginning of the Zach on film yes. idea, mm-hmm. not just this, yeah. like this string of westerns we've been right. doing. Right, Um, I don't know. I mean, it'd be it's, hard to say. It's still a three-hour, uh, two-and-a-half movie. It's still what I consider to be one of the slowest movies I've ever seen. I will say this, Stephen, and I'm as, as I as I want to do. I will put this in a comic book context. In the 1990s, I was a fan of a book called Sandman, 
which was the story of a Lord of the Dream who went around and had adventures. And Marvel Comics did a book that they actually said was Sandman done right. And it was the story of this creature from a dream dimension who came and was a superhero and punched guys in the face. Reading Sleepwalker. There's that example I was looking for. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Now they have to do is make it a movie. You're reading... You read your Sleepwalker and you say, this is an okay comic. I mean, this is, you know, kind of cliche and kind of interesting. And there are points of it that I don't like. But when you realize that the creators wanted it to be an actual response to something that I consider to be ever so much better. It's kind of like, you know, Michael Bay made a Transformers movie and he said, we fixed all the problems with Transformers. And everybody said, what's wrong? And they said, mass shifting is no longer an issue. All the robots are the size that they should be. And then he proceeded to make a two hour movie that has no plot, no characters, no sense. But he fixed the problem that he saw was there. That's kind of Rio Bravo to me. He I would like well, the problem. Yes. So if you look at if you separate yourself from everything that we've done and talked about on Zach on film, mm-hmm. the fact that. This is a movie that is a 100% straight up masculine driven shoot up bang bang guys, dude bro bad guys dude bro movie. This yeah. is a 100% western. This is probably why it deserves to have 100% rating. It's like based on just on it's, it's like the Everclear like of western. Just based on its <laughs> yeah. just based on its standalone what is it trying to achieve? It's trying to be the westerniest of westerns okay, that ever okay. westerned. Yes, it, I will it rebuttal achieved that. Those, it, it achieved that goal. I will rebuttal that and compound off of Matthew Save and Michael Bay because I wanted to get to Michael Bay in this. Ironically enough, oh, because of the post somebody posted this week about Michael Bay. I have no idea. A video no, no, on no, Vimeo no, about Bayism. No, no oh, okay. uh, not even. Well, I, I haven't watched it yet. Okay, it might be in that way I've at all. I've seen it already. Okay, so focus, you focus, think focus. this movie deserves 100 percent rating because it is. The epic of like the genre, it like profound. Okay, then I believe all of Michael Bay's Transformers movies should be over ninety percent because he's making blockbuster movies that are going to just sit people and just go, and that's what he's doing. Well, why? Okay. why is it a blockbuster movie? Why is it making millions? But that's why what I'm is saying. Each one making millions of dollars so, because people go in and go. I just want to see things yes. blowing up. Okay, <sighs> so if that's, that's how we're going to start rating our movies. Well, it's not the, how I'm rating my movies. Uh, but that's how you're saying this movie that's earned its 100%. Yeah. Michael Bay's movies should be over 90% because he is doing it. <laughs> he is making spectacle movies. Yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. That's what he wants to do. And he does it unbelievably well. Well, But uh, his movies have no plot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that might be... That might be what ends up happening in the future. You know, like looking yeah. back at, at these ratings, uh, like on Rotten Tomatoes... They're not just the ratings of when the movie came out. No, they're, they're respected yeah, they're re- ratings yes. from multiple critics over a now, certain that, amount of time. Has it got a fresh rating on it or not? Did you look and see if that was 100% fresh? Because the way Rotten Tomatoes works. It is 100%, work, yeah, 100% fresh. Because the does it have the fresh yeah. seal? No, it, it's all percentage based. If you're no, over no, no, no. 60%, you're fresh. There is something that um, gets a seal if critics are over a certain percentage. Oh, I believe and that, that's 60%. N- so this 100% no, no, no. critics are 100%. Yeah, when you when you like Google an image or Google a movie and it brings up that's always the critics one. It's not the uh, it's not the combined. No, that's why you don't look at IMDb because it's all people. Yeah, yeah. It's a hundred percent on the tomatometer. The audience ratings are ninety one percent. Ah, see. Mm -hmm. But even so, ninety one percent. 
Here's but again, a, this I is two and a half many... hours of my life that I will never get back. Here's here's what I think is really great about this movie. Um, <laughs> Go for it. They said they said High Noon is un-American. We're gonna make the most American movie ever, <laughs> and it kind of is because again, it's like they strip out all of like the fun parts yeah, yeah, yeah. of High Noon, and it's just like this very by the number, straightforward yeah. bang, mm-hmm. bang, bang. It has a musical number in it because somebody clearly, like, contractually said, you can't have Ricky Nelson in a movie. You can't do that. So, and they're like, okay, we're going to have him do a Western thing. And then they're like, oh, no, no, no. He also has to do a rock and roll song, which he does. Mm-hmm. He does, like, after, right after they do the Western mm-hmm. thing, they do a rock and roll song. Yeah. Either because, like, it didn't meet his time quota. Like, he has to sing at least for three minutes in this movie. He's going to have a solo, is what it is. Or because he has to have his own song. Yeah. And he's Ricky Nelson. So he's got to do a rock and roll song. Yeah. It's just, like, it's just incredible how, like, it's like they. They took High Noon, which is a pretty decent state. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I'm not said, saying that no, that's no, a this perfect movie. This isn't American enough, and they turned it into a hot dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And hot dogs have Super a pretty high, high rating. Hot People love hot dogs. On the yeah. hot dog rating, rating meter, it's uh, I had a hot dog. I had a hot dog earlier I, I today. Know. It was made of... Uh, I, had, I went made to... Made of a, American parts. It was actually... It was Vienna real, beef. Real American. Oh, Vienna beef. Yes, okay. That's right. So it was a high quality hot dog, <laughs> which I would say Rio Bravo is. Rio Bravo is yeah. a very high quality If, if you're high looking, quality if you're looking at the westerniest of westerns, this one fits the bill. Mm-hmm. And thus, I can understand why people give it 100% rating. But... To say that it's better than <laughs> High Noon is like saying that Transformers is better than well, I mean, The Rock and, 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 and to, to Michael Bay. Sure, sure, sure. And, and to, to a certain degree, it's like saying, is a hot dog better than quiche? Yeah. Like I think a lot of Amer- taste, right? I think a lot of Americans are going to say, yeah, I would I like much, much yeah. rather have a hot dog than have a quiche. Yeah, yeah. It's like, right. but it's like... When they made the quiche, they weren't trying to make a hot dog. Right. It's like yeah, people yeah, yeah. are eating this quiche <laughs> and saying, this hot dog tastes funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. We got some people that... Yeah, uh, let's uh, give some shout out to some. Our associate producers for this week, uh, Amber Dinette, Robert Caslake, Paul Fassett, Lingskong Severing, Robert Laville, Stephen Propst, Christopher Dolly, Julie Hess, Richard McMaster... McMaster is an awesome last name. Christopher Matthias, Josh Payne, James Humphreys, Layeth Al-Nahar, William Gibson, and Daniel Evanson. Thank you for donating to Major Spoilers and uh, keeping what we do uh, going each and every week. We appreciate you all so very much and hope to see you around the bend. I don't know what that meant. How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> also, like... Okay, so there's the guy. He's got his cool bro. He's got a, his <laughs> no, his cool kid, dude. His cool dude. dude, bro. He's got a kid, and he's got like a comedy sidekick too. Yes. He's like, oh, I get you to get you back in the cage. Yes. <laughs> Hang on, I got you some dynamites. That's a good idea. Let's <sighs> blow up the fuck. Wait, I almost f bomb. I bet. <laughs> I think you did. This movie is so terrible that it made me almost. Is, gosh, it just made me. I would was. Just hitting my space bar on my computer. How much longer yeah. can this possibly be? Yeah, I want this like, to be over. Here's the thing: I had, I, was, a, I had a 3D print going before I sat down to watch the movie, and I knew that it was going to take like over an hour to do. Mm-hmm. I was, and I was I, about halfway through about the scene where it's the underwear scene. I was like, 
well, I'm going to go check on this print. Oh, the print is done. Okay, let me start another one. Yeah. And then sat back down, didn't pause the movie, had the movie continue, sat back down, still in the underwear scene. Mm hmm. And the print was still done before the movie was over. <laughs> it, it, I was really surprised uh, at how long this movie was. It really obviously didn't need to be that no, long. No, I mean, that you could really trim this down to a solid. I mean, you could trim this down to a solid hour and a half. Really? Yeah, easily. Easily, yeah. easily trim it down to an hour. You could and take half. an hour out of this film and not lose a single coherent point. No, no. no I mean, instead you of could, six days, you knock could it chop down to two every days. scene in half. Well, it could still mm-hmm. be well six that's the days, thing. They made so. it realistic because the movie actually feels like it lasts for six days. <laughs> this, and and that may have been what they were going for. And by no way is Rio Bravo the longest movie we have watched no. on this podcast. No, we've watched three we've hours. We've watched Lawrence Arabia, yeah. which I swear 45 minutes of was just look at the yeah, desert at the dunes. Desert. And Lawrence of Arabia felt faster than Rio Bravo. Yeah. 2001 yeah. A Space Odyssey. Now, was it just me? No one talks in that entire movie. Or did did <laughs> play faster? Did Reverend Clayton showing up at the front of this movie just seem like, here's one of my friends and he's got a speaking role now? The thing with Ward Bond and he's like, yeah, mm-hmm. and here's this young kid who's going to be in the rest of the movie with you. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You remember in The Searchers, Reverend yeah. Captain Clayton? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in this movie for all of five minutes with his little wagon train. Well, he needs and to he's get... the one who brings him the Chekhov's gun. Again, he needs to, okay, he <laughs> is there so that he can get shot, so that Colorado can join them. But then he's not the one that gets the final justice. It's actually dude that gets the guy that shot his boss, but then he still joins the party. Right? Right. You know what this movie right. needed? You gotta have it a needed them actually hold up in the jail while the bad guys were outside shooting. Yes. That's what the movie needed. That's what the final action should have I, been. I do, like, I do like that they're like, hey... I just got a great idea for a cool final action scene for this movie. <laughs> let's go do it. And then the bad guys are like, hey, wait a minute. Let's just do something else instead. Yeah. So they're like, they trap him. And then it's weird because... It's, it's dark in here. Put a rope across the stairs. That's the amazing... Oh, my gosh. The ama- The real amazing... Oh, yeah. Also, he like, just like flops down. Boom. He's, he's out. He's, he's out. Cool. He's, he's out. What a like, man. Again, the, it, it's funny that it's like we... Plot-wise, we're going to fix this movie... But they just remove all the tension. For example, one of the things that they do is they reverse the final action scene. Mm-hmm. What should have been, mm-hmm. what it should have been, is all of the good guys hold up in a house, yeah. mm-hmm. shooting out yeah. while the guys, bad guys, are outside shooting in at them. Yeah. Right? Then the bad guys find some dynamite, and oh no, how are the good guys going to get out of this one? Instead. The bad guys have like the upper hand the whole time because yeah. they have them holed up in a house. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then they find dynamite and they <laughs> blow them out. Yeah. It's dumb. <laughs> well, and Gosh. that may be the point, though. I mean, if you look at this from a John Wayne perspective, that other movie was on American because the hero wasn't always in control and unstoppable. Right. Right. And he had emotions and, and stuff. And that may be part. But that may be part of the reason why people like Rio Bravo is it's it's what in the wrestling parlance we'd call a squash match. You know, you know that Denny Terrio is not going to come out and beat Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan is going to control that match. He's going to win it with his, you know, lame finishing move. And you're going to enjoy it and you're going to cheer because he's the square jawed hero. And mm-hmm. I think. I don't like that. I certainly think that from the perspective of storytelling and 
having something that that I really want to look at. I'd rather see the Gary Cooper all by himself with no friends, forsaken by everyone, still having to fight against these people because it's his his responsibility, even though it's not his job anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and asking for help and not getting it, that to me feels better than Rio Bravo, where he doesn't want help, but he gets it anyway because everybody <laughs> loves him. He's right. the hero. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is this is this is designated hero at its finest. Yeah, it's it's like the two. I mean, and again, kind of bringing it back to comics, it's the uh, it's like Superman versus Spider-Man right? Right, to, right. to a large degree. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, John mm-hmm. Wayne is flying around being awesome and everybody sure loves him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and the other one is like your angsty, like it's, is is Spider-Man is the X-Men is like, that guy's a menace. Like, mm-hmm. let's not help him at all. Right. But yet he still saves the day. He yeah, still he does yeah, helps everybody. Yeah. Um, and it is, yeah. uh, you know, to a large degree, Superman, Superman is still very maligned today mm-hmm. because of that style of writing. You know, Superman mm-hmm. was invented in the thirties. Yeah. You can't hold that against them. No. Yeah. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah. it's there's a reason why to this day we still have angsty protagonists that nobody helps mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. because that's a much stronger thing yeah. than a guy that everybody loves like gets help from his cool friends and then easily beats the bad guys yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, before yep. we get out of here this week, I want to make sure that people know that we have a lot more shows in the Major Spoilers Podcast Network yeah. besides just Zach on film. Yeah. Check this out. We've got a big, long what list of got? shows that you can find. You can find The Want List, which is a video show that uh, Zach, I, and Ashley do uh, every every week where we talk about products that are coming down the line that you simply want to add to your Want List. Uh, on Tuesdays, we have Munchkin Land. It's a gaming podcast where we sit around and play card games. It's actually very entertaining. Mm-hmm. Then we also have the Magic Minute. If you want to learn how to play Magic the Gathering in a minute, uh, James does a great show where he goes through and runs through the mechanics of different parts of, of Magic the Gathering. And uh, it, it's worth your time. We also have Geek History Lesson. If you're trying to find out the history of something geeky, be it the uh, the Game of Thrones characters or be it Transformers or be it Wonder Woman, they cover it on Geek History Lesson. That's with Jason and Ashley. Then, of course, we have the Major Spoilers Podcast. That is a show about comics, movies, pop culture, news, reviews, interviews, all of that wrapped up in one fun show. If you want an in-depth review over a single comic each week, Matthew and I sit down and do doodling review. If you like a list, and who doesn't love a list, Rodrigo? Everybody loves a list. Everybody loves a list. And so we have top five for you every week where we count down the top five somethings, fill in the blank, on that show. Of course, there's Zach on film that you're listening to right now. Yep. On Saturdays, we have Critical Hit. It's a, a Dungeons & Dragons gaming podcast with a lot of in-depth character development and cool story plots. Yeah, if you like stories, you should listen to that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Then uh, Zach also does the Want List Audio Edition, where he runs down some of the cool things that have popped up during the week that you might be interested in. And then finally, we wrap up on Sundays with Wayne's Comics Podcast. It's a nice interview show where Wayne sits down and talks with a bunch of different uh, comic creators throughout the industry. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to wrap up your Sunday, something to listen to when you're reading the uh, the newspaper. So those are some right. of the shows on the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. And if you want to check out our video channel, I encourage you to go over and subscribe to uh, YouTube, uh, to our Major Spoilers video channel. Lots of good stuff uh, over there. All right. So we have uh, banged up on Rio Bravo uh, pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Have you mm-hmm. learned something, Zach? Yeah. Don't be John Wayne. No, be John Wayne. Make a lot of money. No, I just don't know. I, um, I wonder if I didn't know that they made this out of spite of High Noon. If my idea is this movie would be changed. Um, and the no, eternal question. I don't know if they would have because it was just made so poorly. 
Like, it was just so boring. Okay. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people over at the Major Spoilers podcast posting page. Yeah, I'm sure they will have different opinions, and I would love to hear them, and we can talk about it. Uh, so go over there and give all your thoughts about Rio Bravo on that page. While you're there, click on the Amazon.com link. Yep. Uh, you can go do all your normal Amazon shopping. I was there this week, bought my stuff. Not gonna, It didn't cost me any extra to do that, but a little bit came out to the site, and... Uh, uh, it helps us keep going and going and going to make more stuff for you, like all those great shows that were just listed. Uh, next week, we are leaving the Western yeah, genre. Hooray! It's going to be until September before yeah. we come back to yes. the Western. And even, even the Western that we hit in September, which is Shane, yeah. is not your typical Western. Yeah, right. come back, Shane. Um, but we will be watching and talking about Psycho next week on Zach on Film. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.